You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Welcome back to episode 63 of Goddess Culture Podcast. We are back for another episode. Um, it's crazy. It's so crazy. We're still in a pandemic. I'm literally still in shock. Yeah. I'm I'm learning to shift the narrative about how I feel about it. So I think I'm over being depressed about coronavirus. I mean, obviously sad that it's still a thing, but not making myself being sad about being at home because a lot of good things have happened since I've been sent home and had to work in the comfort of my living room. Perspective. It's all about perspective. How are you looking at the situation? I'm going to get into that on the affirmation. Oh, really? Wow. Just for a second. Super aligned. Um, yeah, so as always, if you like what you hear over the course of this episode, please comment, rate, and subscribe. Um, if you have already done those things and you think that you have a friend or a family member who would like to hear what we have to say, please, please send them this episode announcement or send over uh, the episode via SoundCloud, um, iTunes, and where else are we? Spotify. Spotify. Um, and also, this Wednesday and every Wednesday at 9 p.m., we are giving you guys a mini episode. Um, it's been super fun. I really enjoyed this. Uh, we've had a chance to interact with our audience in a way that we usually aren't able to when we just create the episodes and upload them. So if you want to be a part of the conversation, hear what we have to say, join in, meet us on Instagram Live, on our page, Goddess X Culture. And tap in Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Yes, we're so excited about that. That was something that we did during the GCTV series. And we got so, so much great feedback regarding it. So we're just like, all right, let's keep going. Let's try again. And so far, it's been really great. The conversations have been really intriguing. The feedback, the, the opinions, the, the different thoughts shared like in real time has created such a great flow of conversation. But we just want to remind you that we're not neglecting the podcast. The mini podcast is just kind of like something additional that we want to offer. But we will still always be a podcast and we will still try to put out these weekly um, well thought and great conversations for you guys. Keep you guys motivated and stiff. Yeah. So let's jump right into the news. COVID-19 check-in. Hello, what is going on? Are you motivated? Are you going through it? Are you doing better? Is this a good week? Is this a good day? How are you feeling? Let's check in. I think this is important that we do. Yeah. Um, um, you want to go first? No, you go first. Um, I'm doing well. Honestly, like um, I said earlier, I really had a perspective change, a, a mindset shift about like where I am with being at home and where I am with, you know, not being able to be out like I want to be out. Um, but I I don't want to give too much into it. Like I said, I'm going to talk about my mindset shift in the affirmation and maybe a little later in self-care. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about one thing today, I feel like. But what I can say is I have been um, doing things to set the tone of my day early so that I don't allow, you know, people talking about... Uh, COVID-19 on social media or like my group chats like when we talk about I don't let that get me down Um, I would still like to be able to go out and do what I want to do and see who I want to see 
But in the meantime, I'm just making do. How are you? That's good. That's good perspective. I can't wait to hear all your thoughts on that throughout the episode. But um, I'm okay. You know, I'm doing better mentally. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, I don't know if some of you guys are in the same situation I am. But, you know, if you've been like furloughed or let go from work or whatever the situation is, you know, it's just hard to, you know, stay motivated in a time where you don't really have a schedule for anything. The days kind of all roll together. And then, you know, if you're a person as well who had to apply for unemployment, Mm -hmm. I know like that situation is so crazy. I think I applied for unemployment probably like three months ago and I never got it. So it's just like, and I know there's people in way worse situations than me who probably didn't have a savings or didn't have like um, income that's coming in from elsewhere besides their nine to five. But it's just like, it's just a hard time for people to tell you like, there's no money coming in, you know? And I'm the type of person, I love to work. I love to get money. I have, I've had multiple jobs and outside of my nine to five, I have Goddess Culture and I have Idea Hub and I have myself it's just really crazy to go from like working every day like having like a set clientele that you work with like even talking to my clients I'm just like so sad to hear like all the things that they're going through in their business and you know it's just like I was a freelancer so I worked with a bunch of small businesses and I think maybe I think first of all every all of them are affected but some are worse than others like I have clients who have lost millions so it's just it's just a really crazy time. Like I'm still in shock that we're even living through this and people are still trying to pretend to be normal because this is like not normal. But um, in, on the inside, I'm doing really well. Like, and this is crazy because I wasn't like three weeks ago, but on the inside, I'm doing so well. Sharday's yoga class that we have weekly, woo. Yeah. I had like tremendously, changed. like that's something I look forward to once a week. I really hope we can do this forever. Mm -hmm. um journaling writing going outside like a lot more of like just like really focusing on the inner work and it has just been like so great like I'm so I feel so much lighter despite everything that's going on um professionally like I feel like so much more at peace and that feeling of peace is just like no amount of money can compare to how I feel when I feel peaceful like I feel so peaceful and just so much more calm but yeah yeah Sade's um yoga class every Wednesday at 3 p.m for the time being jump in it's so good jump in like tune in like literally perspective shift and it's hard it's not easy I'm not even gonna pretend like I be doing the poses and I'm killing it because it's intense but um if it pushes you and that moment that hour like you just feel like you're somewhere else really quickly and everyone is so supportive on the video. I'm not like confident yet to like turn on my camera because y'all not going to judge me. So on Zoom, I'm with my camera off, but I'm like still as focused and still as engaged and seeing everyone try it and me not only look crazy. I'm like, all right, cool. I could do this. I'm pushing myself. Okay. But yeah, tap into that class. Amazing. And it's only $5 donation per class. Yeah. Um, Next, we want to take this time to celebrate and congratulate everyone who is graduating this year. This is an interesting time to graduate, but you know, they always say 
it takes pressure to make diamonds. And right now, this, this honestly, this class and these people who are accomplishing goals at this time and celebrating that, it's, it's just going to help you in the long run. Like, you can only go up from here. Like, that quote is literally a testament to the situation that we're in now. So congratulations um, if you're graduating from law school, if you're graduating from high school, if you're graduating from kindergarten, like any graduation, any accomplishment, anything you've done that you set a timeline for and you're accomplishing it, we just want to say congratulations from Goddess Culture. We are so excited to see what you accomplish in the future and we cannot wait to hear, you know, everything that you get to do. And it's really exciting in this moment because we are actually about to launch something really, really, really exciting that's really close to my heart and really, um, really for college students and really for people who are accomplishing goals and really for people who are, you know, in the process of graduating. So we're just really excited to launch that and we're just super excited for everybody who's graduating. So congrats. Yeah, these online um, commencement speeches have been giving me life. I love it. Um, let's move on to the affirmation. Today's affirmation is the moment I embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. Drops mic. Um, the reason why I completely love this affirmation is because it is so true that we try to escape the moment. Like when things feel uncomfortable, we spend so much time like, how can I make this stop? What could I have done differently? How can I change for next time? And we don't live in it and, <clears throat> excuse me, and get the lesson. We try to pull ourselves away from what's making us uncomfortable. And, you know, no one wants to be uncomfortable, but there's so much growth that can happen. Like Shanice said, like, what was the quote? Diamonds are made under pressure. Diamonds are made under pressure, right? And if the diamond or if the piece of coal tries to escape that pressure, there's no way it'll become a diamond, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that it's reminding us that you have to sit in, in the uncomfortable to get through it. There's no way, like Winston Churchill has a quote, the only way out is through. So if you don't go through it, there's no way you're getting out of it, at least not in one piece or not peacefully. So that quote was by Gabrielle Bernstein. It's in the universe. The universe has my back deck, the cards that like I pull all the time. Completely love it. Um, and I know we're all going through shit right now. So let's do our best to like stand in it, figure out what the lesson is, learn the lesson and apply it to the next thing as opposed to rushing through it, not getting the lesson and being in a poor situation a second time around. I agree. I think the moment I embraced my peace was when I decided that I had to separate everything like in your head, you mentally got to separate work. You got to put work all in one column and put um, relationships in another column and put yourself and your mental health in another column and then focus on one column at a time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, not, do not overwhelm yourself. Do not try to do it all. Like we're living through a pandemic, okay? Not many people have done this before. There is no rule book. There is no exact... Well, exact um, like 
timeline of what you're supposed to do and when you're supposed to accomplish it. Like no one knows. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do not put so much focus on doing one thing, you know, do not overwhelm yourself with trying to do everything. Like, Focus on your peace. And literally, I think I'm a test, I'm a testimony. I'm a walking testimony because three weeks ago, you would have never thought it at all. Okay. Mentally, I was like just not with it, not there. And when I decided to put my peace as the most important part of my life and make it my main goal throughout this whole pandemic, outside of building up my businesses, outside of building brands, outside of working with outside of everything like my peace has to be first mm-hmm. and it's crazy because Jordan and I were talking like we work probably like seven days a week 24 hours a day like we're always working like we're always texting we're always on the phone and like I was just like in my head I'm just like this cannot be healthy for the both of us at all like you know like we're just always on go we're always thinking which is you know it's great and it's important and we've done it for a long time but it's like we don't have that one day where we're just not thinking at all Mm -hmm. so we're trying to introduce like you know wellness into our routine because at the end of the day we want to build a great brand but our main priority like literally our number one thing is to just make sure that we're happy and healthy And the only reason we started this company is because we wanted to make sure that, you know, we had a job that fit our definition of wellness and our definition of being happy and healthy. So we don't want to overwhelm ourselves at all. So peace is number one. So this is, this is it. Yeah. Um, Moving into Unbossed. So Shanice and I, I know you guys have heard us talk about it a little bit and we've mentioned it a little bit on our mini podcast, but you know, we are business owners through and through. It's just what we do. It's what we love. And like Shanice said before, like we want to create companies that help us um, create the lifestyle that we envision for ourselves, right? So yes, we have to make money, but we also want to work with who we want to work with. And we also want to be able to say when we're on the clock and off the clock, and we want to be able to do the type of work that we want to do. That said, we would officially like to talk about um, Idea Hub, which is Ooh. our full-scale uh, marketing agency. And it has been a long time coming. I mean, it was a thought a long time ago. We had a plan and an idea about how this was going to roll out at the top of the year. And then, you know, coronavirus came in and kind of like swept everything up. Um, we had a client on lock, but you know, the industry that the client was in was directly impacted by coronavirus. So we had to pivot. And in that pivot, I mean, beautiful things were created and amazing ideas were formed. So we're super grateful. Um, and that's, that, that kind of contributes to this, um, mindset shift that I was talking about, that we had a a set plan for what idea hub was and who we would serve. And we had to rearrange all that. Um, so yeah, we have a full scale marketing agency. Um, we do marketing, branding, content, social, uh, all of that. We have a team of freelancers, which I think is my favorite part about the company that we're paying ourselves, but we're also putting money in the pockets of freelancers. And I think that's especially important right now when so many of them probably are out of their normal uh, jobs because a lot of companies have had to cut back costs because of what coronavirus did to the bottom line. 
So yeah, we have a website. We are, and that's really primarily right now where you'll see us is our website, which is ideahubco.com. Um, you'll see a lot of our faces <laughs> broadcasted on that website. But we want to remind companies who they're working with that we are minority owned, that we are women owned, um, and that we are not going to shy away. Like we want people to know who they're working with when they um, see Idea Hub. Shan, what are your thoughts and what, what are you excited about with launching Idea Hub? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. I, you guys know I'm sensitive about all my shit, like so super sensitive. I overthink 100% of everything. But Idea Hub has just literally, honestly, this company has made me grow up a hundred percent it's crazy because the topic we're talking about today is um success and failures and you guys have no idea how much shit we have been through with this with this business and how much we've learned about ourselves about how to operate in business and also just just like fundamentally like what are the steps to like accomplishing the things that we need to do Mm -hmm. It's so it's so crazy, and we're we're a hundred percent on transparency. So everything we're saying to you guys, this is like real shit. You know, it's not fake. You guys know, but we signed our first client. We're like, well, like our first client streamlined under Idea Hubs in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, we're we're working in the middle of a pandemic. That's crazy. And like, it's such a, what'd you say? That's a, such a huge blessing. Such a blessing. It's such a blessing. And it's so crazy when you see your hard work come to fruition. Oh my God. It could make you cry. I swear to God. Yeah. I'm just so blessed and so happy. I think I mentioned before, like I haven't, I wasn't like working my nine to five job. So I've been really just pouring myself into Idea Hub and Jordan is working her nine to five job and she is pouring herself into Idea Hub. So I don't even know how sis has any time to do anything else, but we really just buckled down and really focused on this and manifested the shit out of this. And it's crazy to, to even talk about it on the podcast. Like, so like, like just flowing because it's like, we were just like so hesitant for such a long time. And like, now it's happening. Like our website is launching, like, Everything is together. We have packages, okay? Make sure you guys look through our packages. Give us feedback. Like, tell us what you think. Um, this is a re- really big deal for us. And we're just so happy, so blessed, so so everything. And we honestly couldn't do it without the Goddess Culture family and team because that's where we first saw our potential. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy what we have developed and blossomed into. I'm yeah. so excited for the future. Yeah, so you will you will be seeing more of Idea Hub. You will be seeing that. Um, yeah, we are ready to hit the ground run. Well, we we already hit the ground running. It's not that we're ready; it's already happened. We're here. Um, so yeah, check it out. Check out the website. Let us know what you think. And if you know someone who may be a potential client, shoot shoot them our way. Send them our way. Yes. Yes, and follow our social media, <laughs> even though it's not, you know, up and running. Make sure you guys follow us and um, follow our website and let us know what you think. Awesome. Goddess, goddess chat time? Hopping into the goddess chat. Okay, so I mentioned we're talking about failures and success today. 
And this is a topic that is extremely near and dear to my heart because I always struggle with finding the balance of praising my successes and not really punishing myself for failures, but in the sense of like kind of learning from my failures. Mm -hmm. So we're just kind of going to dive into how to, you know, watch the timeline of you figuring out what success looks like for you and defining that as well as what we do in in the face of failure. Mm-hmm. So we could start, jump right into it. Um, how do you measure your success? Also on the flip side, how do you measure your failure? You know, I really try not to think in the um, mindset of like failure and success more like failure I mean success and lesson I think that's like my new one of my latest mindset shifts so I would say how I measure my successes is one it's in two ways one is there's a clear-cut goal right so whenever we do something there is an outcome that we hope for right so I measure my successes by how closely I fall to the success towards the success rather and then how um, authentically I do the job or I accomplish the thing. So I try not to do things that do not resonate with me. I try not to do things that don't feel authentic to me. Um, That includes where I work, that includes who I'm friends with, that that includes what my hobbies are. Like if it's not me, I just don't, I don't do it. I don't show up for it. So I would say how authentic it is to me and how closely I landed on the goal. And then for failures or for my lessons is when that the thing didn't work, um, taking a moment to like decide, is this something that I try harder on or is this something that I let go of because it's not authentic to me? Mm. I always try to pull the lesson out of it. Like even if, even like, I'm trying to think of a good example. What's something, what is, what is something that I've done that, I, that has been a failure that has not <laughs> Oh, okay. I, mean, I played with Love George. So when I first started with Love George, I thought I was going to be a stationary company. I thought I was going to make greeting cards and that was fun for me, right? So what I didn't realize at the time is like everything doesn't have to be monetized and the greeting card part of it is just something that I like to do. But when people started asking me to do it and undervaluing um, the actual product. So yes, like a greeting card shouldn't cost a lot of money, but when you want a handmade, I may have to spend $20 to get the supplies for one of your cards. So I'm not going to charge $4 for a greeting card, you know? And I started to feel like a failure because I'm like, all these people are undervaluing um, the greeting cards and I feel like I should be charging more and they're not paying more, you know? So I, it felt like a failure when I had to stop and reassess what with love George is. But from that, um, my, my, uh, Christmas ornaments were born and then I started to get into digital art and people started buying that. And that's what, um, kind of drove the success of with love George. So the success of it really isn't broadcasted on social media, but, um, I took that failure that that thing that I realized that like selling these greeting cards is inauthentic because I don't like when people want five dollars for something that took me three hours to make. Mm. Um, I transitioned it. I I jumped into the lesson. What else can I do with this company besides stopping it? 
create the greeting cards, do the graduation, I mean, create the Christmas ornaments, do the graduation caps, learn digital art. And then I turned that into a success. Mm. See, pivoting. Pivoting. That is so important. (laughs) No, that literally is the word of life. Yeah. Because so many times we've pivoted, before I even knew the definition of pivot, I was pivoting. Okay. (laughs) Um, For me, success looks like or success feels like I've reached the end of like what I needed to accomplish. And my definition of it is a little more strategic only because I do not feel success unless I've accomplished the whole goal. So let's say my like ultimate goal is to do something or like, let's say make idea hub a hundred million dollars in five years. I could have done six million in one contract and I still won't feel like I completed anything until I've made it to that 500 million. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I miss out on those little praises, but I also don't feel like that's necessary, but that's for me. For me, I don't need the, the praise of like accomplishing the little things. I want to, I want to feel the ultimate goal. Like that's, that's where I feel the most euphoria. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, and I don't watch basketball, so do not quote me on this or do not try to play me. But um, it's, um, my friend said that Kobe Bryant was in an interview and he like won like three out of like the amount of games he had to win and he had to win one more. And the reporter asked him and they were like, you know, like, how do you feel? Like, you're like right there. Like, you're almost done. Like, you're, you're, about to, you're about to get this ring or whatever. And he was like, is the job finished? Like, did, did I do it? Like, and that's kind of how I feel towards success. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, did I do it? Like, is it accomplished? Like, can I, can I hold? Can I, is it tangible? Like, is this what I really wanted? Mm-hmm. And until I get there, I feel like I didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side with failures, I look at it as as lessons as well. Like everything I've failed at and I've failed at a bunch of shit, like I could go on for hours, but everything I've failed at has brought me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. Like you need to fail. And a lot of the times we are so afraid to fail that we don't even attempt to do, you know, the thing that had us all excited we just say no it's not gonna work or I don't I don't think it's gonna happen but it's like you have to go through that failure like you have to do it and then you have to fail and then you have to talk to yourself afterwards like all right what did I do and like some of the the things that I'll tell myself like after I've failed I'll be like all right I failed that's the first step admitting to yourself that you failed okay and it doesn't even have to be like a crazy failure like it doesn't have to be like oh my God, I failed. I'm hysterically crying. I can't breathe. Like it doesn't even have to be all that. Like it could just be something that you set a goal for. It could have been a one week goal and you failed. Boom. All right. I failed. Now in my head, I'm thinking, what can I learn from this? Like I failed, but now I know how I can move and I could, I can make it better. Like I've, I've watched people. I'm looking around. I'm more focused. Now I know I want this even more. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I'm, so then I start thinking, what can I do differently? And the, the, I think um, there's a quote and y'all, please do not quote me on anything, but there's a quote that says um, like repetition is like 
doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is like insanity 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 and that's what it is in comparison in in retrospect of failure if you do the same thing over and over like you're not making any tweaks to your strategy you're not making any developments to yourself you're not making any changes towards you know what the what the the direction you're going in that's insanity you're not going to get to where you need to go. You've already done it once. You saw that you failed at it. All right. How are you going to pivot? And like we were just saying, like pivoting, we've been pivoting our whole lives. We just, you know, didn't know the definition of it when we were younger. But what can I do differently? And then on top of that, I'm thinking, you know, what what am I learning from this? Every In every blessing, there's a lesson. In every failure, there's a lesson. In every trial and tribulation, there's a lesson. What did I learn from this? You know what I'm saying? And that's that's, I mean, if you're not into journaling or if you're not into taking notes or having a book for everything like we are, but just taking the time to think, like, what did I learn? And writing it down, like, write down what, what you learned. You learned that you cannot do that move anymore because that move led to this move and this move didn't work out and I ultimately failed. And then from all those questions, I'm just in my head like, all right, what am I about to do next? Because Nothing's worse than someone who fails at something and just sits there and dwells in their failure. Like that is just like the worst place to be in. So at that point, I'm just like, all right, what can I do next? It may not be the same direction. It may not be um, the same field. I could give you guys examples. Um, When I graduated college, I was an RA. Then I was a summer RA. Then I was like, all right, I'm gonna be an RHD. And I applied to like, a bunch of schools denied, denied, failed. You're not it, girl, bye. You tried it, no. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> y'all don't want me to be an RHD. Like, you know, and each time I tried and I failed with a different school, I changed up, like, you know, I, I did those questions and I asked myself, what can I do? How do I pivot? And it got to a point where I was like, all right, um, all right, it's time to, you know, see where this takes me into another direction. And from those failures, I literally was able to get my next job. It was like kind of like interviewing, being on, if you've ever been through an RA interview, you know, it's like a little more aggressive and more rigorous. And I would compare an RA interview at that young age to probably like what an interview looks like now in like the business world. Like, it's not really just like, oh, you talk to someone on the phone, you meet them once. Like becoming, doing an interview to work, like, at a high paying job in a high paying position, it is multiple uh, rounds of interviewing. It's showing your work. It's, it's more intense. And th- those, um, those intense interviews that I had going through the RHD position taught me so much. I was like, oh, I need to fix up. Like I need to tune up. I need to tap in. Like I need to fix up how I dress. I need to fix up how I talk. I need to focus on this. I need to study a little more. Like I knew exactly what I needed to do to present myself properly to get my next job. And literally within like two weeks, I had my next job. And then that catapulted me into marketing. And I also, you know, I'm a firm believer in faith and I believe God already ordered my steps and I'm kind of just going through the motions. So it's not really my decision of what's happening in my life, but I was supposed to end up here. Like I was supposed to end up here. If I got an RST, job I probably would have been in education which I also am passionate about and I really do love but where I am now is it feels it feels like where I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. so all those failures and all those oh my god she don't got a job or 
all those things brought me to this place. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not give, take back any of my failures. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that said, do you appreciate your successes more or your failures more? My failures. My failures. I feel like my failures are the blueprint to my success. Oh, my God. Did I just make a quote? <laughs> that was a good one. Write that down. I'm about to. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like my success has been great, but it, has, it is nothing in comparison to my failures. My failures have been crazy. And literally, I think because of my failures, they have, it makes me want to succeed even more. Mm. I, can't, I can't imagine what life would be like if everything was kind of just like given to me a little bit. And I feel like when I was younger, I kind of had that arrogant kind of look like, I could get this job or I could do this job. But then I came to a real world. And I'm like, business does not operate like how I thought it does. Like, these are not playing with me. Okay. So definitely appreciate my success. I mean, my failures more. How about you? Um, I think I'm the opposite. I think I, I appreciate my successes because they show me what I'm capable of. And a success is not a success unless you work for it, no matter how you slice it. So I wouldn't even say like somebody being given something is a success. That was what they were fortunate enough to be gifted, right? Success is not gifted to you. You have to buckle down and do the work and earn it. Um, so I think that, I think that's why I appreciate it because I, before you, what does it say? Like the, the expert has failed a million times before the novice has even started or something like that. So that means in order to have a success, in order to be an expert in something, you have to have failed so many times that another failure doesn't even phase you. And you could fail a million times before you get something right just once. Um, so I think like how I look at it is if, if I failed so much to get to this one time, even if it's one time, or if I've, if I've messed up so many times, but I've helped one person, then that one person was a success. It was enough to like make me feel good about the process or make me feel good about what I'm doing in order to like get there. Um, so I would say, I don't know. I, I, I rest on knowing that once I've had the success, I've done what I came to do and I can either repeat it and keep doing it or I can move on and try to be successful with something else or take what I've learned from this success and apply it to my next business venture or my next relationship or my next whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think Billy was saying the same thing in different ways. No, but it's, it's, it's all about perspective though. Yeah. Like, you know, you're looking ahead, which makes the most sense. You know, you're focused on making the next step and accomplishing that and seeing it through. Like nothing feels better than completing something. Like nothing feels better. Like wrapping it up. It's done. You did it. Good job. Yeah. Put a bow on that bitch and send it out. Like I, I agree because that feeling is like, Ugh, like when you're so exhausted and you've worked on a project for so long, you're just ready for it to be over. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, do you have a specific success or failure story that you'd like to share with us? Um, hmm. I would say in regards to goddess culture, success story would be our Puerto Rico trip. 
because I can't explain how many times on this podcast we've mentioned California and how, you know, it was every all but a disaster, excuse me, in our eyes. And then to get to Puerto Rico and it was like an easeful, beautiful, happy, high vibrational experience was like something unlike anything I had ever experienced up until that point. Um, going off of our last points, we were saying like with the failures, you take what you, you, you learn a lot from the failures, right? So we picked apart our first trip from, from the moment we got on our flight to California. No, no, we, we picked apart that trip from before we even got on the flight to go to California to after we get home, right? So we mapped out like, okay, there's no way possible that we can arrive the same time as the guests. We need to give ourselves more time. So for Puerto Rico, we got there a little bit earlier. We wanted to make sure that like the housing was like up to par. So the house was beautiful. We were close to the beach. Like it made for um, a fun time for everybody. And not just like the physical stuff, but the way we interacted with our guests, um, the team of people that we had on our end to make sure that every guest felt accommodated and comfortable and happy and safe. Um, we picked apart everything so that our second trip could be everything we wanted and more. And that was a huge success on our part. It took a lot of planning. It took a lot of late nights. It took a lot of back and forth between Shanice and I and um, Shanice and I and Alicia. Um, it took training of our, at the time, intern, who is now our um, publicist, but it took training her to know what to do. And for any instance that happens on the trip, so it was a lot of hard work, but we thought about every single thing that we had missed on the first trip. And we doubled up on it. And today, I would still say Puerto Rico is one of my top two trips. Yeah. Puerto Rico was the vision we had for goddess culture. And then California, it wasn't a failure, but it was a, it was a lesson. Mm-hmm. And like Jordan said, we learned a lot. You know, you, once you do something the first time, then you learn everything else you can do better. And from, from going from... California to Puerto Rico like we just saw a huge difference in like how we operated even working together like we like we talked about before like we thought well I thought that the trip would be a vacation for me too like I'm like oh god it's getaway let's do this this is gonna be our vacation and in, in a in a way it is but it's also we're working like it is a it's like you're on shift 40 hours actually 80 hours okay round the clock so um, trying to balance out, you know, our energy, trying to balance out um, our time, trying to balance out our, like, rationing off each other, having personal time. It was all just, like, a learning curve. And Puerto Rico, we kind of mastered it. And even Spain, like, mastered it. New York mastered it. Like, now from that initial and I put parentheses around this failure, um, we've able to, you know, make the other trips way more better, like way better. And it's just been a great experience. Yeah, we've, I truly believe that California taught us to be masters of the pivot, okay? Mm-hmm. Every trip since then, there has been some instance where we had to think on the fly and make some shit work, make it happen and fix it on the spot so that our guests had a beautiful experience. And we wouldn't have known how to do that without California, for sure. At all. I already shared my failure story, I think. 
that was with with Love George. And I think you kind of shared yours too with your RHD experience. Yeah. Um, so that said, how do you stay encouraged when you want to give up? Specifically on a project, like we could have, I, I could have never done with Love George again. You could have stopped applying for jobs and like been living off your parents, but you chose not to. And I chose not to. So how do you stay encouraged when maybe you're running into those failures or those roadblocks kind of consistently? Yeah. And sometimes when you're young too, because I feel like the when I was younger, failure used to hit me so hard. He'll, failure had me sitting in my bed listening to old school Neo <laughs> and literally singing along like sad as hell. So um, I think as I've grown up, like, I think I'm trying not to let things like not to dwell on my failures as much. Um, I look at them as lessons. Like we said, I look at them as like the blueprint to my success because without my failure, I cannot figure out how to succeed. Um, I wanted to give, I want to, first of all, you guys know I interned last year And last year was like a transitional year for me. I decided to leave my job and begin freelancing. And then I kind of did like an internship and, you know, all in the, at the age of what, how old was I last year? 24? Yeah. 25. I was, I turned 25 last year. So in retrospect, you know, some people could look at life and say, I'm 25. I'm grown as hell. Why am I interning? Okay. Interning and not getting paid. So not only am I interning and I'm working, you know, regular hours a week, but I'm also not getting the salary that I was getting when I was working my full-time job. And it was really like sink or swim. And I felt, I felt, I felt like so much pressure at the time to succeed, like so much pressure to succeed because I was just like, I'm not happy in this job. And not to say like it was the job or the people or anything like that. I just wasn't happy with my position. And I wanted to, I wanted to, even though I was doing the most already, I wanted to, I realized I could do all of that for myself, you know, like for my own company. So I took that time to step back. And a lot of people looked at that as failure, you know, as, all right, she tried with this job, it didn't work. And now she has to go be an intern. Like, oh my God, she failed. Like, you know, and it was so hard to like block that negative, um, that negative feeling out because it's like, anytime you talked about it, like you could see people's face, like you're interning, like that type of vibe. And I was just like, you know, maybe it's best if I just, you know, keep it to myself. And I really just focused on that. Like I, I literally came back from Spain and started my first day of my internship and I was work I was getting coffees I was I was working I was doing whatever they asked me to do I was dropping off rent the runway clothes like I was literally an intern like you know and the whole time through it I'm like trying to stay encouraged trying to stay encouraged and literally like I think maybe like outside of y'all like maybe my family not even my whole family knew I was interning like barely people knew I quit my job like it was just like a lot that I kind of kept to myself and remaining encouraged was you know having people who like supported me through that like there's people who bought me lunch you know there's people who you know saw what I was dealing with and what I was going through and just like reached out to talk like there was just like so many um blessings on the road to it because it was hard it definitely was hard but 
throughout all of that, like at the end of it, I'm like, you know, what did I get from this? Like, what, 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 what did I want to accomplish? You know, cause it was a goal I set for myself mm-hmm. and I really wanted to be able to network and be in a better place to start a business. And it's so crazy how life works because through that internship and through the relationships that I've built through that, Jordan and I were able to start a company, but start a company that people are recommending us for things. Like if you notice, like we haven't posted anything really about Idea Hub. Like we haven't posted promoting it or asking for clients or anything, but because of the fact that all the relationships that we've both built over time, as well as, you know, the internship that I had has given us like a really good starting point because a lot of people are just recommending us, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that moment where I looked at it almost as a failure, you know, what I thought people thought of me as a failure turned out to be my biggest blessing. You know, I was able to get clients. I'm able to be recommended. I'm able to be invited to sit at tables that I didn't even think I was at that level yet to sit at these tables. And, you know, I've had, I've had so many people support idea hub that I was surprised, you know, and it's just, it's just crazy. And it's, all about perspective yeah my perspective of it was okay I think I'm failing I'm not sure if I'm failing um I think people think I'm failing but I'm still focused I'm still encouraging myself I'm still reading my bible still writing notes I'm still staying on track of the main goal and the main goal was to launch idea hub and it I I started that internship in September and it's May now so it'll be a year and what three months and I would never believe how far it has come. I would never have guessed. Like, this is way farther than I thought I was going to make it in under a year. Mm-hmm. So it's just all about your goals, your perspective. Like, stay so focused to the point where, like, you have to drown out the outside noise. Like, just put everybody on silent and focus. Go hard at it. Because if you go so hard and, you know, God sees you going hard and it's already aligned for you, like nobody, no, no, nothing can disturb that. Like it's meant for you. And it feels good to feel like something is meant for you. And to, and, and to your point before where you said that, you know, you felt like you love your successes more, like this success feels so, and it's not even a success because we're not like at a billion dollars yet, but having a company, having launched it, having clients, having money, having people pay invoices, like this is, this is something that I was dreaming about, like, you know, and it's now happening and it feels so amazing. Yeah. It feels so, there's no better feeling than this in the world. So yeah, every failure that I thought was a failure, every success that I accomplished, everything that I've been through has literally brought me to this point. And I'm just like grateful and humbled and happy. And I have the best partner in the world, Jordan. I went on a long tangent, but you guys could. Um, Yeah, but people need, that's the type of stuff that people need to hear. Like people need to be reminded of every single thing that you said. Um, Because trying to remain encouraged when you failed a lot is hard as fuck and people need the real stories. They need the real life examples. Um, I would say how I stay encouraged is by reminding myself that there is an end goal, that every single thing that I'm doing from now until I get there is a means to an end. And 
I just try to keep the vision, the front of mind, um, especially now. I think I'm, I'm much more clear about my, what my vision is. I think that's the first step is to get very clear about what you want for your life. It's to get very clear about um, how you'll get there. And the path will change. That is very certain. If there's anything that is certain, it's uncertainty. So the path will change. And um, how you get there, the people who will be by your side, all of that will shift and rearrange. So get comfortable with that. Um, but staying encouraged, I just keep to the forefront. Like this is the vision I have for my life. And if this thing that I'm doing right now contributes to or moves me closer towards it, then we keep going. And if this thing I'm doing right now is pulling me further away from my dream, further away from what I'm passionate about, um, if it's making me sad, upset, angry, and it's not a temporary thing, then it has to go. Um, and, and that's it really. I mean, I think I'm, I'm in a process of like simplifying my process, the processes in my life. And this is definitely one of those things. Like yeah. the goal is, it's just, if it doesn't feed into the goal, then it can't be. Yeah. And it's, it does it doesn't work right now. And it's as simple as that. Like, that's a simple thing. It, it's hard. Like the individual things that we have to address are hard. But answering that question is simple. Yeah. Is it feeding into the goal? Yes or no? Yeah. The, it, is it like, you have to cut it. Yeah. If it don't align, it got to go. You got to go. Um, last question. Well, oh. that was kind of the last one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> if it don't fit in the agenda, it got to be cut. But um, do you have any final thoughts you want to say about success or failures? Um, while you're in the middle of the, like in, during the process, write that shit down. Write down everything. Write down what you want, what you don't want. Write down what you're feeling right now, how you're getting there, who's with you, why you're getting there. When shit changes, write that shit down too. And keep a log, keep a journal, keep a book, keep your notes app. Although I think paper is better. Um, You got to keep a hold on everything. You got to keep a record. 100%. You got to have vision. Jordan talked about that. That's important. Like I, when I create my goals, First of all, they're like, reach for the stars, shoot for the moon. Okay. Um, I don't listen to what anybody thinks my capabilities are unless they're like, reach for the star, shoot for the moon. Because literally I've accomplished shit that I never thought I would accomplish before. So block out the extra noise and write your vision down. Make your goals happen. You're the only person... I think once you accept that, that you're the only person in control of your success and your failures, you're, there's no way you can, there's no way you could fail for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Your failures and your lessons, the failures are your, are your lessons. And at the end of the day, we all have, to, failure is inevitable and we all have to go through it. And what, it, what you get from it and what you learn from it is going to be different from the next person. So just make sure that you remain encouraged and focused and dream big and don't let anyone make your goals small and yeah it'll all be for the best I promise you um moving on to fresh face okay woo um 
I found a new exfoliator, okay? And it's not one of your rinky-dink exfoliators that you could get from Walgreens that have those big beads that feel, like, super soft and, like, like a face wash. It's not that. This shit feel like a damn piece of sandpaper is scrubbing your face. I kid you not. Like, it's the, 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 the seats or the exfoliant, it's so tiny, but it, like, literally scrubs your skin kind of, like, Okay, this is a weird comparison, but like, you know, your foot, it's oh, like that black thing. And the, you lost it for a second. What'd you say? I said, um, you know, the thing they use to scrub the bottom of your feet, like, mm-hmm. like the sander looking thing. Mm-hmm. You know how that feels when it's dry, like on your skin? I swear to God, this face scrub feels like that. Like the texture of it feels like this is the same material that made that shit. But it's called Dr. Brandt's uh, Microdermabrasion Age-Defying Exfoliator. I used it for the first time, and I was, like, in shock. Like, literally, it makes your skin, it literally, like, scrubs out, like, sands down, like, the unevenness. And, like, if you have, like, is, like, it really rubs down and creates like an even skin tone for um, how your skin feels and how your skin looks. It says it's an age-defying exfoliator that gently polishes, smooths out the skin, smooths the look of skin and buffs away dead surface skin cells for a smoother, brighter complexion in minutes. And I promise you it does that. Now, I'm really sorry that I always come on here and I talk about products that cost a bajillion dollars because I don't even know why I even do this to myself because it's a lot. But it is about $73, okay? $73, it's a lot, but it's amazing. And if you have BoxyCharm, okay? Now, BoxyCharm offers, you get, you pay $25 and you get five full-size products. This came in a BoxyCharm, okay? This product. Now, I'm not, I don't work for BoxyCharm and I don't, I'm not making any money off of this, but... You know, look at the numbers, you know, see what makes sense. The BoxyCharm might make more sense. Now, when I use the scrub and then I put like my vitamin E oil on, I was like, wow, it literally smooths your skin, like to the point where you're just like, all right, wow, my my skin feels soft, like it feels really smooth, but it's also very aggressive. So I would not use this more than once a week, if that, okay? And I wouldn't use a lot of it and I wouldn't scrub it for long. I would scrub it for like one to two minutes because it is extremely intense. It feels like esthetician quality. Yeah. Well, good to know for those of us who can't make it to the esthetician, get our facial. Yeah. It literally feels like what a microdermabrasion, microdermabrasion facial would feel like. Um, you could get it at Sephora or Ulta. It's in like a little black bottle. Super cute. I might have to see what the BoxyCharm stuff is about. Huh? I'm going to have to see what the BoxyCharm stuff is about. Yes, girl. Yes, definitely. Um, self-care this week. Um, I've done a couple days of staying with my cousin and my family, and I've been learning how to cook. I'm actually about to go learn how to cook after this um, recording. I'm learning how to make curry chicken today. But I've learned so many different things, and I realized cooking is not that hard, and it's not as stressful as I thought it would be. You just need a good teacher 
<laughs> and you need a support people to support you, which is people who are going to try your food and tell you the mm-hmm. truth and not lie to you. So, um, so far I've been doing so good. I made like sweet chili salmon and mashed potatoes, asparagus, mashed, like I made a bunch of things. I'm just like, wow, it's really not difficult Look at all. Do. I know I'm turning into something. <laughs> How about you? I'm about to put a ring on it. You feel me? <laughs> like um, for self care, I've been doing. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been doing these like morning meditations on my Instagram stories. Um, and I think what I'm calling them, I gave it a name. I'm trying to be intentional about naming things, so I'm consistent with it. I'm calling it my energy setting meditations. Or basically, I read a passage out of something that inspires me, or I read one of the um, universe has my back cards, and I kind of elaborate on what it means to me and how I'm going to use it today. And I light something and talk about it. So recently, I've been using the usual sage, Palo Santo, or an incense. And Buddha's blessing is the incense of choice right now because my non champa is on its way. Um, but anyhow, it, I'm trying to do it first thing in the mornings, like before I start talking to people, before I check social media, before I check work email to set the tone, like anything can alter the path of your day. And if I'm in control of what my day looks like, then it's going to be a good one, at least as long as I can hold on to that, you know, hold on to that good energy. So I'm trying to get out of the habit of letting other people and things dictate what my day will look like. And I'm grabbing a hold of that on my own. Um, so if you want like to see what I've been doing lately, just head to my page at J-A-Y underscore L-A-S-O-U-L, J-L-A-S-O. And check out my Instagram highlights because hopefully, you know, it contributes to your life the same way it's contributing to mine. And I'm going to keep it going so long as it feel, feels good to do so. Yes, I'm so here for that. First of all, I love your morning things that you're doing on Instagram. I was like, all right, let me let Jordan set my mood for the day. (laughs) So I think it's so great. Um, I wish I could be like that type of person to like, you know, do it for the world to see. And I think the world is definitely going to appreciate your transparency. Because honestly... There's no better way to start your morning. Oh, thanks. No, you're great. So that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Um, As always, if you like what you hear, like, comment, subscribe, share, tell a friend. Um, Meet us on the mat Wednesdays at 3 p.m. for Yoga with Charday. Uh, meet us on our Instagram live Wednesdays at 9 p.m. to uh, chat with us a little bit further. And we will see y'all next time.